You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. I love church. I love, uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. I love, being, I love being together as a church. Uh, I love worshiping as a whole. Uh, I just love that, that God is in our midst. When two or more gather together, He's there. And uh, we get to just be in that space together, uh, receiving from God. Uh, God, we believe, who, who is absolutely real, uh, who created heaven and earth, uh, who sent His Son to earth to die for us for the sole purpose of us being able to have a relationship with that God. And I think that that is awesome. And uh, I want to, I guess, speak this morning out of His Word, uh, the Bible. And uh, if you've been with us the last few weeks, you would know we've been in a series uh, where we've been trying to simplify one of these kind of topics that come up in Scripture. It's called the Sabbath. and uh, in, the, in, the, in the Jewish, it's on the board right there. In, in the Hebrew, it's underneath in brackets. And if you want to know how to say that, you can talk to Pastor Keith after the service. Um, <coughs> but my name uh, my name's Nate. Uh, for those of you who are visiting with us, uh, uh, along with my wife, um, uh, we get to the incredible privilege of leading uh, this campus of our church. We are a church with multiple campuses, multiple locations across our city, and uh, we, we love leading this group of people that call Central their home, uh, their place where this is their, their family within the family of God, uh, where we gather together. And uh, so that's me, and I also have the privilege of leading our incredible team, uh, creative team, and uh, I think they did an awesome job this morning. Can we just uh, give them a round of applause? That was some awesome praise and awesome worship. Um, you know, so often we forget the power of praise. Praise can turn mourning into dancing. Uh, that it's in praise that we find the joy of the Lord, which is meant to be our strength. Um, and I just thought it was incredible this morning. It was great. Thanks, Julie. Come on. They do, a, they do a great job. And uh, look, I... Uh, I forgot in my prayer earlier, but uh, I just want to lift up our Northwest campus who are probably just beginning their service right now. And uh, God, we just believe in that. It's going to be powerful over there. And uh, God, just we just pray you'd really be with uh, the Jets in Spain um, on their preseason tour uh, right now. Uh, we pray for Gary O'Dell who's with them. Give him words of wisdom. Um, and yeah, we, we need help this season. Come on. Finals again. Amen. Pray against VAR. So uh, for some of you, note-taking uh, during the message is, is regular occurrence. For some of you, it's, 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 it's not. I want to encourage you, uh, just for the next few minutes, grab something that you can take some notes on. I'm going to do uh, a very quick recap of our series. If you haven't been able to be here for, for what will now be five weeks where we've been simplifying the Sabbath, um, I'm going to simplify the simplification um, in, in, in one minute. Yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? Uh, And I'm going to give you a summary of the last four weeks uh, as a takeaway, something that that you can store. Notes are great on your phone. It stores them there for you. You don't lose the piece of paper. Um, But if you don't have a pen or paper, uh, ask your friend. Uh, They might have something sharp. You can prick your finger, write it in blood. Uh, whatever, Whatever you need to do. Week one, we opened up talking about the fact that Sabbath is celebration. 
Uh, the, 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 the one of the primary purposes of taking a Sabbath is to stop and simply celebrate what is around us and the fact that we live in an incredibly created world uh, where the goodness of God is on display uh, never-endingly, whether you're up before the sun and you see the moon and the stars or whether you're, you're out in the yard in uh, midday and you're on the rug having a nap. Uh, the, the, the beauty of God's creation is everywhere and that Sabbath is an opportunity just to celebrate that. Just to, just to go, oh my goodness, it's awesome. Look at our planet, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then week two, we looked at Sabbath is revelation. Uh, not only the idea of it, but also the opportunity that is embedded within it. Uh, that when we stop, we actually have an opportunity more than any other time in our life to hear the voice of God speaking. Sometimes we're so busy uh, that we don't hear the voice of God, and Sabbath creates an opportunity for us to get revelation uh, for our life, for wisdom, for guidance, for all of those things that we have a relationship with God for. Sabbath creates that opportunity to gain that revelation. Week three, um, probably my favorite message of the series, um, which is awkward because I preached one, um, but... But Sabbath is recreation, and, and Pastor Simo just talked about this idea of play, this idea of, of finding what it is that energizes you, what it is that you actually enjoy doing, and making sure that that is factored into that time where you're resting, and that you don't do it um, to disconnect, but that you actually do it and find that God is with you in it and enjoy that, uh, which is just that's such an awesome notion uh, that, we can, that we can have that as a part of our life. Um, and then last week, week four, uh, we looked at uh, Sabbath is satisfaction, uh, this idea of contentment, uh, that actually by embedding uh, this, this periodic place of rest in our lives, uh, we have an opportunity to go, actually, hang on, striving can stop, trying to get can stop, let's look around, let's, let's learn in this space to be content. And we talked about primarily how, how in that letter that Paul wrote, he talked about, I have learned the secret. I've learned the secret. Too often we think everything comes in a light bulb moment by, by the Holy Spirit speaking to us and we forget that actually sometimes he might just want to guide us in a process of learning something and we might have to dig in and go step by step until we get to that place like Paul did where he goes, you know, after all of this stuff has happened, I have learned there is a secret to contentment. There is a secret to satisfaction. Um, and so now here we are, final week, uh, closing out this incredible series. Um, and, and we're going to talk on the fact that Sabbath is regulation. Now, a little hush in the room because you know, the whole series we've been talking about how this, this thing called the Sabbath is actually not based in this law must do kind of mindset. Uh, and so I thought in particular we'd just use that word to kind of make a bit of a play on words. And uh, really what we're going to look at today is, is making this idea of rest, this idea of Sabbath, this idea of taking a break, some time out uh, of work, um, making it regular, making it a habit. Um, so, so not just something uh, that we think about once and never apply, but that when we, when we leave this series we take with us something and begin to apply in our life in a regular, regulated, repeating routine uh, within our life. So I hope that that helped. 
Uh, I know as a, a high school teacher, um, you know, students are always asking for a summary of notes before the exam. Uh, there you go. That was my summary. Um, and the rest of your life is your exam. And you get to give an account of that when you arrive in heaven. So, I like having fun in church. It just, it's, it's, got, it's got to be there. God's fun. Um, hands up. Um, this is also very interactive. We're an interactive church, in case you're unaware of that. I ask questions and, and you can respond. Um, hands up if you've ever run out of petrol. My hand is not up, by the way, in case you're wondering. Okay, okay. Keep, keep, add to that, add to those hands. Hands up if you have ever put the wrong petrol in your car. As in like diesel in a non-diesel or vice versa, right? Cardinal sin. Uh, yes, come on. I like... I kind of I count it as a little, little, little point of pride in my life that I've never had a, a petrol situation. Right? I've never put the wrong petrol in my car. Uh, I've never run out of petrol. I'm pretty sure I've gone exceedingly close. Um, that, that moment where you go to turn the corner, you press the accelerator and there is nothing. There's like gap and then, and then it kicks in. You're like, ooh, I'm getting close. Um, I have had that a couple of times, but I feel like that's just the Holy Spirit prompting and... Um, I, get, I, always make it, I always make it to a servo in time. I've always been lucky enough. Um, however, I, did, I haven't always abided by uh, the advice that people have given me about petrol. Um, I haven't always done that. I've never put the wrong petrol in my car, uh, but I haven't always abided by their advice. Um, I remember when I was in university, someone gave me uh, a piece of advice. Um, I think that university is one of the, the most advice-giving seasons of life. Um, and, and if you can, you should package all that advice somewhere so that when you get into the season of life where you need that advice, you still have it, uh, rather than thinking it's not applicable because you're not going through it right now. And, and so discarding the wisdom that would help you later in life. Um, so... So someone gave me a piece of advice about petrol. They said, you know, you should only drive in the top half of your tank. So when, when your tank gets to the, the half line, then you should stop at a servo and fill it up. All right? Um, we're getting some yeps. People think that's a great idea. Um, I'd like to argue with that, but <clears throat> it's probably not the place. Now, at the time, it seemed like really good advice. I was like, you know what? That's good advice. That's like a sale faith. Uh, fail safe, a sale face. Oh, that's like what Facebook's going to do in the share market next week. Uh, they're going to sell their face. Um, it was like a fail safe for never running out of petrol, right? It's like, it's like if you find yourself in church every week, that's probably a, a fail safe uh, for, from some of the struggles and battles that you might face. Um, oh, yes, one amen, come on, for, for, for regularity in the house. Now, now, being a uni student, where are my uni students? I'm looking at the, looking, yes, come on. You're going to understand this, right? Because I had no money at uni, but I had lots of places to go, okay? Um, I was, I thought, I, I, I really operated in uni, like uni was there so that I could get a PhD in socializing, not in any form of study. Um, and and so, so when I was going through uni, the places to go uh, were prioritized over often things like eating, um, uh, clothing was prioritized over eating, um, and, and, and so petrol, because it was a facilitator of getting me to where I wanted to go, uh, it did take some priority, but not, not, not the priority that clothing took. Um, 
And so I tried to implement this principle. You can see that nothing, nothing really has changed. Um, I tried to implement this principle in my, in my life, and I found like for the, maybe like the first week, it was good. I'm like, I'm driving around. I'm like, oh, I'm getting close to half. There's a petrol station. It was payday yesterday. I've got, I've got pay. And, uh, and so I pull in. I feel it out. It was great. But the longer that I tried to implement this principle, what I found was that sooner or later, I hit that point. I hit that point where I was at half tank, uh, I had no money, uh, but I had somewhere I had to go. Um, and, 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 and so there was, I was forced to a point of compromise. Something had to compromise, right? Either I had to, I had to fill up and do a runner um, and, and pay for the consequence of that illegal activity later, uh, or I had to compromise on my principle. I, I had, to, I had to, to, to go to the place I wanted to go and let my car's fuel tank drop below the half line. Uh, and needless to say, since I still had some sense of, of, of moral right and wrong, um, I, I didn't go with the illegal activity. And, uh, and, so, and so over the next few weeks, I would, I would drop just below the E, but then, but then my paycheck wasn't increasing. So I really only had enough pay to put in the same amount of petrol. And so when I did fill the car, it didn't quite get full again. Right? And, so, and so I was arriving at the half sooner and sooner and sooner uh, all the time. Uh, and so, so you can imagine this progresses for a little bit, and sooner or later, I'm, I'm back on the E, right? I'm back on actually E, and, and the groceries have to be put aside for a week, and, and I have to kind of um, stay over at lots of people's places so that I can eat, right, because I eat their food. Um, and, and I would put all of my money to filling up my car fully, right, which was a great day. Full tank of petrol to a uni student is a little slice of heaven. Um, yeah, uh, to, uh, you guys can relate. And I, uh, I was thinking about this this week, and I'm like, how often do I live my life like this? How often do I hear a principle like take regular rest and think that is a great principle? I can, I can 100% see how that's going to be a, a fail-safe, yeah, not self-based, uh, a fail-safe to, to not burning out. I can, I can see that that principle is really good wisdom. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But sooner or later, I arrive at that point of compromise where, where I, I know this, this is the time I've set aside to take some rest, but I really need to finish that task at work. But I really need to, to just do that so that I can achieve that thing that I've been working for. And, 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 and so I, I, I do just like I did with the petrol. I, I push just past that halfway. It'll be right, so it's just one more day. It's just one more day. And before long, it's the same, it's the same as the petrol, isn't it? Like we, we, we've set aside this amount of rest, and this amount of rest doesn't change, right? So if we're getting slightly lower and lower and lower on our, our, our tank, this amount of rest lists us slightly less high each time, and then eventually we find ourselves on the E of our emotional and our physical capacity, and, and suddenly we're at a point where it's like, I need a big break. Like, I need to actually stop everything because I am not going to function beyond this point if I don't do that. But right through this series, we've been learning that that's not how God planned for us to function. That was not his purpose. He instituted this idea of Sabbath. And in fact, he, he, he instituted it so heavily that he blessed the day. This is going to be unique for many of you who hear me preach from time to time. I have two points, actual points this morning. 
And the first one is uh, that the day is blessed. So those of you who have not put your notepads away or your finger is still slightly bleeding, you can add to your summary of our series that point number one in making Sabbath regulation is that actually the day is blessed. If we go to uh, Genesis 2-2, we will find uh, that it says God had finished, so he rested. But God didn't just rest on the seventh day. If we read on in that, it said he didn't just rest, it says God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Previously, this is not the first blessing in creation. Okay, if we read the story of creation, this is not the first time this idea of God blessing something comes up. Okay, God blesses other things in creation. God in, in, in Genesis 1, 21 and 22, God blesses the fish and the birds, right? They, they get something special. Okay, um, and then later on, Genesis 27, 28, he blesses mankind. We get something special. Okay, if, if the cows out there are wondering what's going on, I don't know, but they missed it. Um, Okay, that's probably why they're staked today. But the seventh day, okay, the seventh day was the only time God pronounced a blessing on a day. If we examine the blessing in the journey of creation, we will find that every blessing was attached to them being able to outwork a purpose. They were blessed for something. They were blessed to do something. They were blessed to, to give something, to have, a, to have a purpose on the earth. Again, cows, I'm, I don't know. But, but if we read about, about the birds and the fish and what they were blessed for, right? it says they were blessed to multiply so as to fill the sea and fill the earth. They were blessed for a purpose. Humanity, if we read about the blessing that was placed on humanity, it says that they were blessed to multiply so as to fill, subdue, rule, and master. There is a blessing that sits on us to do those things, right? So irrespective of your circumstances in life, I just need to remind you, you're blessed. You're blessed. You walk out of here today into whatever it is that your life looks like beyond these walls and go, hang on, even in this, I'm blessed. I just get to walk around blessed. So... So what about the day? If, if the blessings at creation were attached to a purpose, what do we get from the day that was blessed? Well, if we, if we read about it, we realize that it says, Then God blessed the seventh day, made it holy, because on it he rested. You see, the seventh day was the day that he finished. It was the day that he completed the task. The seventh day carries a blessing because it is the day of completion. It is the moment where the full process of creation came to its end. The day of rest was actually a part of the full picture. We think of creation as six days. But the process of creation was actually seven days because the full picture that God wanted to paint of creation was that rest was as much a part of the process of work as the work. We should not separate rest and work. Rest is a part of effective work. The reason that the seventh day carries a blessing to rest is because without it, we would not be able to complete our work. I got, a, I got a diagram going up on the board for you, you can, uh, on the screen. Oh, I'm back in the classroom on the board. 
Here we see creation, right? Six days. Now, now, I'm, I, I don't want to dive into the whole young earth creation argument, all right, whether it's one literal day or like a day was a thousand years to God. Let's not go there. Let's look instead at, at the principle that God is trying to express. And that is that for, for every six time periods of work, there was an equivalent time period of rest. Let's talk instead in, in ratios. His idea of completeness, complete, finished task, the whole journey, the whole picture, the whole package was six and one. Six and one. Without the one, it's not complete. If we just left with six, that it's actually not finished. Right? And so, and so the day, and it's interesting, right? If you look at six in scripture, six talks about man. Six is like the number of man. Six is like what we do, right? It's like our outworking. It's like our work, right? Six is what man will do week in, kind of week out, doing the task, those sorts of things. But seven, seven always speaks of completion in Scripture. It always speaks of that. And so we see that right here, that actually without the seventh day, the process is left undone. Without rest, the process of creation the process of work, the process of fruitfulness, the process of productivity, without rest being seen as a part of the whole picture of what we do, it's not complete. That is why the seventh day was so important. That is why the seventh day carries a blessing is because it completes. It is the only day that completes. The six days don't complete. The seventh day completes. And so the day itself carries a blessing because it provides completion. Now, this is supposed to be the cycle that we live in. What we see on the screen is supposed to be something that we repeat. Six and one, and six and one, and six and one. It's supposed to be the rhythm of life that we walk to. Right? But too often... We operate like I did with my car. Six and one, seven and one, ten and one, fifty and empty. We are out of the rhythm that God instituted from the start. We are striving to complete tasks without recognizing the completion is found in rest. We're trying to finish our work, forgetting that actually to finish it properly, we should be in six and rest, and then six and rest. And we would find we're far more effective, far more productive, far more fruitful, far more able to complete the tasks we set for ourselves as part of our six if we saw that the one was a part of the full picture. So point number one is God bless the day. Point number two is God was establishing a rhythm. All you need to do, look at the seasons. Seed time, harvest, summer, winter, spring, autumn. Day, night, cycle, rhythm. This world that we live in was created to operate through cycles. It was created to function on rhythm. From the fourth day of creation itself, Genesis 1.14 says, Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. 
And if you really wanted to stretch it a little bit, you could go to day one of creation where God says, let there be light so that there is uh, light and darkness, so that there is difference, so that there is, there is time when there is light and time when there is not. Right from the start, there was this differentiating, repeating combination of things to create a rhythm. I actually believe that this idea of rhythm, like if... I don't really want to say this because you guys will take this the wrong way. Um, but, but there's an understanding that when we preach, our, our actual capacity of our brain is unable to take away and apply everything that you have heard this whole series. Right? Like, like you have got a lot of revelation this series. Most of it, me included, we probably won't take away and implement. But I like to find one thing in a series, maybe two things max, that I can go in that whole series I'm going to actually apply that, right? Because there's, there's knowledge, then there's revelation. But for, for us to end in transformation, there has to be application. Right? We go knowledge, revelation, application leads to transformation. So, so if we try to apply too much, we can't, right? So we need to find one or two things out of a series that we can actually apply that's going to lead to a life that is actually transforming, actually moving from strength to strength, from glory to glory. So for me, the one thing that I'm taking out of this whole series is this idea of rhythm. It is this underlying kind of point that has come out of just about every single message that's been preached. It's, it's, it's this idea that, hey, hey, this thing called rest, it's good. Take it, but make a rhythm out of it. Don't just apply it as a once-off. Don't just apply it sporadically. But the one change I'm going to try to make to my life is that I implement rhythmic, repeating rest. It's the one thing. I feel like it's been the highlight of the series for me. Because the thing about rhythm, right, is that it is a cycle of differing, distinguishable, repeating elements. Without them being differing, there's no rhythm. Without it being distinguishable, it's a mess. And without it repeating, it's not a rhythm. Now, you might be wondering why one of our incredible creative people has, has remained on stage diligently keeping an engaged look on his face so you're not all there looking at him going, oh, he is suffering for Jesus up there. Um, for those of you who come on... For those of you who are musos, uh, uh, you would understand what I'm going to say. For those of you who aren't, um, it's, it's an education. Jared uh, is, is one half of kind of the rhythm section of our worship band, right? We have bass and drums kind of together is, is kind of the rhythm. Now, I thought the best way to demonstrate what we're talking about with rhythm is, is to get him to do some demo. So if drums are loud for you, now is a great opportunity to do this. All right, because I don't want anyone leaving. Um, so just block your ears. Jared's going to give us some examples of rhythm, right? Jared's going to give us some examples of rhythm, all right? We're going we're gonna to start with a fast rhythm. Can we do that? Can we start with a fast rhythm? Awesome, right? It's, it's a good drama. Now... Now let's go, let's go with a slow, can we do slow rhythm? Yeah, that's baby making music, that's what that is. 
for all our married couples out there. It's a bit of slow rhythm. Let's go with let's go with simple, just simple. And and last last but not least, let's. Uh, this, I told him he could show off a little bit here, so we. we he doesn't get a, a much of a chance to unleash, you know, there's something about playing in a band is about, you know, pulling back to be a part of the band, not pushing out to be seen. So this is Jared's opportunity to demonstrate some skill. Um, this is a complex rhythm. Come on. What a guy. Single, looking to mingle. <laughs> He's a legend. Um, uh, yeah, it's an incredible privilege to lead people who you have such confidence in, in them uh, that they hear from God and walk with God. I uh, joke, he's single looking to mingle, but he is a quality guy. Uh, he, he hears from God and, and lives a life after God. So women, ladies, in all of those rhythms, right, in all of those rhythms, there were, there were differing, distinguishable, repeating elements. If all we had was noise, it's not rhythm. And if all we had was space, it's not rhythm. It is the combination of sound and space and sound and space and sound and space, whether it's fast, slow, simple or complex, that makes a rhythm. There has to be the differentiation and it has to be repeating. We can't think that we can go work, 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 rest, and it's rhythm. It's not rhythm. It's noise and collapse. There's meant to be this six to one work and rest and work and rest and work and rest. It creates a rhythm of sound and space and sound and space in our life. Now, when it comes to rhythm, it's what underpins the whole song. All of the reward all of the fruitfulness, all the, all the effectiveness and the productivity of the melody of our life, all of, all, of, all of the lyrics of our achievement are built on our rhythm. We can put a whole lot of flowery goodness on the outside of our life, but it is built on the rhythm and it is, it is maintained on the rhythm. You, you ask an electric guitarist that goes and crushes a solo, it is the rhythm that brings them back. It is the rhythm that enables them to be free enough to go out there and to do some crazy stuff because the rhythm holds them at a pace, it holds them in the beat, it holds them in what they're supposed to be doing. All of us are purpose to walk at a particular rhythm. Some of you, it's, it, it, it's a fast rhythm right now in life. It's, it's a fast rhythm, and that's okay. It's okay to be at a fast rhythm if that's the rhythm that God's put on your life right now. Some of you, okay, and, and you, maybe work's finished, you've retired, kids have moved out, and the rhythm of your life has slowed down a bit. It's a slower rhythm. That's okay. Some of you, you're in like the, I got three kids under four, you are the complex rhythm. 
right? Like, like, like I'm trying to hold down a part-time job and my three kids and, and the husband's at work like 20 hours a, a day, right? And, and, and so life is in, you're in the complex rhythm stage of life. And that's okay too, as long as it is a rhythm, as long as there is that sound and space. And, and the sound and, and the space. We know it's the right one when the effectiveness and the fruitfulness is unforced. If you want to know if you're, if you're in the right rhythm right now, how much striving is in your soul? How much, how much forcefulness are you having to apply to be fruitful? Now, I'll, I'll go with the flip side because this one relates to me. How easily am I getting frustrated? Because frustration is a sign that something is not going your way. It's a sign that you are out of the ease of your rhythm. We would call it our sweet spot. Right? So we know when we're in our sweet spot. Where it's like, oh, I am, it's just right right now. Like, life is right right now. Things are in the right place at the right time. That is our sweet spot. That is the rhythm we've been graced for. Matthew puts it like this in the message translation. He says, are you tired Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Are you burned out on striving and trying to achieve what you think you need to achieve in life, to be valued, to be accepted? Are you you tired in your soul? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Not one or the other. It's a combo. Walk and work Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. When it comes to rhythm, what you don't hear when Jared's playing, what you don't hear in worship when our band is, is immaculately in time and setting this beautiful platform for you to sing these you know, just lyrics to, to Jesus, put words to your worship. What you don't hear is what we in the music scene. <laughs> I'm so not amused though, which is why it's hilarious. What you don't hear is what we call the click track. And so I've asked, I've asked Jared and our, our sound guy, who's also awesome, if they could play the click track. Now, this is what every musician and every vocalist hears in their ears. Can we, can we do that? Is that, can we go? They hear that in their ears while they're singing. And you think, it, you think it's difficult to sing with the person next to you. Right? Imagine that going on in your ears trying to sing. And it's that click track that keeps Jared on tempo. That is, the, that is the track that sets the pace of the rhythm. We have a click track. It's called the voice of the Holy Spirit. His voice keeps us in rhythm. His voice his promptings, his presence is keeping us in the right rhythm. With us in work, with us in rest, 
walking with us, working with us. Walking with us, working with us. Pacing that rhythm of work and rest and work and rest and work and rest. Unforced rhythm of grace. I had a real sense in my spirit as I was sort of praying this morning that God really wanted to do a significant moment in ministry for people this morning. For those people who, who you know, you have slipped out of being in time with that inner voice of the Holy Spirit. It's really obvious when the band kind of slips off the click and it's really difficult to get back on. In fact, they would say the easiest way to get back on quickly is just to kind of cut and restart. Just have that moment where you stop and pick up the click again. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.